Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, this is Steve Bloom, and you are listening to the GeekCast Radio Network. Hello and welcome to Altered Geek Unlimited episode 64. I'm your host Steve Megatron Phillips and joining me this week is... Powdered toast. Didn't expect that that one, did you, fucker? No, I remember that character. (laughs) Yes, it is. I am Mike the Birdman Dodd from ThisWeekInGeek.net and Steve's co-host on Future Imperfect. Whenever we get around to actually doing them. Yes, yes. (laughs) No, it looks like it's just us this week. Yes. uh, One mic was doing something, and the other mic was doing something too. Well, I guess the fell folks. Well, I, I guess the Phil folks, and uh, one of them is permanently getting the stick removed from his ass, and the other one is getting sex re- reassignment surgery. Now, that now, who's getting what? The answer may just surprise you. Well, we'll just say that it's Mike. Exactly. One of them's getting a sex change. One of them's getting something taken out of their butt. There's actually a grain of truth to this. You should bug them about it on Twitter and talk to Future Spock. I'm sure he'll have a nugget of wisdom about this. <laughs> Future Spock always has a future uh, a piece of nugget. A piece of nugget? <laughs> oh, only but one piece from the Holy McDonald's. <laughs> Jared Dudley, for some reason, because Burger he King, broke it. He did, and for some reason, Burger King is pimping the hell out of their chicken McNuggets. Now, I, I watch a lot of American TV, and I swear to God, every other ad is like, "Did you know you can get ten nuggets for a buck fifty? Holy shit!" And I don't know, it's just like, every time I watch AMC, like, if I'm watching, like, Comic Men or The Walking Dead, every other commercial is Burger King. And I don't know if that's a Canadian thing, or because we get simulcast up here in Canada, we get different commercials. I don't know, just observational humor, I guess. Well, it's like when I watch TV online, uh, like, streaming it from the website, still play the same damn commercial, like, over and over and over for minutes and minutes and minutes on each commercial break. See, I do this thing uh, up in Canada. We use this we use this, this uh, proxy server service called Unblock US, so I can access stuff like Hulu and HBO Go and all that shit. And for some reason, uh, Hulu 
has this really odd tendency just to play the stupidest commercials at the weirdest times, especially during South Park. They'll randomly cut off a joke halfway through it, and you'll get it pick up, and it'll pick up like a minute and a half later after they sell you like tampons or something. I don't know. It's just really odd. Although, earlier this month, I really want to get it, but I don't think I've got it to work yet. Uh, there's the Simpsons World app, and you can watch okay. every episode of The Simpsons online, but evidently you need, like, a cable subscription. And since I'm in Canada, that ain't going to friggin' happen. Um, because we have so many networks up here that rebroadcast The Simpsons, it would be a, a nightmare to deal with from a licensing perspective. Although I hear anybody who has this app is experiencing similar problems to me where they have really oddly placed commercial breaks. And, you know, in The Simpsons, there's always that beat before they go to commercials. There'll be like three or four seconds where it just, you know, it dips to black and there's a commercial. However, because the app is somewhat fucked up, they'll go to three seconds before that. So you'll have someone talking in the middle of, of a joke or something. It'll go to commercial cut the black, and then it'll go right back into it. So one guy from IGN was describing his experiences with it, and evidently they were pushing beef jerky all the time. So you get Krusty the Clown singing, and then randomly someone would would be screaming about beef jerky for 30 seconds, and then it would pick up as if nothing happened. So that's almost like watching those Japanese McDonald's commercials. Yeah, and, and, and they're just so... Weird. Actually, have you ever seen the Korean commercial where RoboCop tries to sell you fried chicken? No. Oh my god, it's great because this this obviously Japanese guy comes out in a, a RoboCop costume, and it's a nice looking one. I'm pretty sure it's actually a leftover from RoboCop three, and I can't tell what he's saying because he has the really thick accent, but it really sounds like he's saying, "What the hell, fried chicken." And I don't mean to be racist when I say that, but that's what it sounds like. Please put this video in the episode notes. Because it's so weird. There's also, like, other really bizarre Japanese ones. They'll have, like, Arnold Schwarzenegger used to sell, I think it was, like, gum or some energy drink. And he's like, boy, boy! And it was just insane. I remember watching these all in college and being very, very confused and somewhat aroused. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's almost like um like those yippee kaye mr falcon oh my god i love tv edits oh my god okay so there was one i remember years and years ago and it was for the brian de palma scarface movie right fantastic mm-hmm. movie so al pacino is in the jail at the beginning of the movie he's just come to miami these two cops run them in and they're like hey tough guy where 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 did you get that scar eating pussy that's that's the original version pretty clever the television version hey tough guy where where did you get that scar eating pineapple um another version <laughs> same movie um, wow. there's another part where he's talking to his buddy manny and he's like this town is like a great is like a great big pussy waiting to get fucked. Broadcast version. This town is like a great big chicken ready to get plucked. Okay, kind of makes sense. 
Um, it's more so than the first one with the oh, pineapple. Yeah, it's like, how the hell are you going to scar eat pineapple? Um, and there's the famous chainsaw in the shower scene, and then where he runs out in the street and shoots the guy. In the original, obviously, that's what you see. In the broadcast version, it shows Scarface walking into this hotel room, screaming, cuts to the street of him driving away covered in blood. Makes no sense. <laughs> Uh, or my favorite, this even Tom Jipikaye, Mr. Falcon, is it's the big Lebowski. In the original, John Goodman takes a crowbar and starts smashing this guy's car. He's like, this is what happens when you fuck a stranger in the ass. Television version, this is what happens when you find a stranger in the Alps. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's so friggin' funny because you just... Don't know what to friggin' do. Oh, I'm sure there's other ones. Like I'm sure if you go on like YouTube, just type in television edits, you'll find some really really funny ones. But yeah, Mr. Falcon's up there. Stranger in the Alps and Pineapple are probably my three favorite ones. Well, like I, yeah, they're just some of them are just too weird. Well, like you see, if it's past like nine or ten o'clock at night. Just go ahead and show it. But it comes down to, in your country, you have the FCC. Up here in Canada, we have the CRTC, which is like decency and language laws and everything. Now, technically, in Canada, if I wanted to go on the air and say fuck at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, I could do that. And the station would only get in trouble if somebody bitched. And in the States, though, I know you can get fined for stuff like that, but that's only if you're going out over the air. That's why you have, like, well, private radio, satellite radio, and that type of thing. You can't get fined, or at least it's very, very, very difficult to. Kind of like the whole George Carlin Seven Dirty Words gag. Um, and it's funny, especially when it comes kind of swinging this back around the movies, it's Halloween today, and AMC for the last two weeks has been showing... It's movie madness, right? Like all these horror movies. You are not going to get a good version of, say, Halloween 4 or 5 at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Because they cut the violence out. In fact, if you've seen the broadcast version of almost any of the Friday the 13th movies, it's utterly atrocious, all the crap that they cut out of it. Because, you know, they have to worry about, you know, censors and people getting pissy about, you know, their little five-year-old seeing someone getting an arrow through the head or something. Well, it's it's like I, I was watching uh, one Lethal Weapon and Beverly Hills Cop with my wife, like, just trying to get her to sit through the first ones of each one. And I'm like, oh, it's not, it's not so bad, not so bad. And I forget that when it's on regular cable, <laughs> you don't hear a lot of the... Uh, uh, the Oops, swearing, him. yeah, and and I was because she's like, wow, that's got a lot of the f bomb in there, and then I I said, uh, I, I don't think it's very much longer, and then and then like every other word's like, fuck, 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 and then she's <laughs> like, really, yeah, and 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 they always get the worst overdubbing people to like cover the words, or they'll they'll fast forward or something, or they'll cut out a few frames. Now, you and I, Steve, both have a video editing background. It's yes. hard to make something look smooth when you know it's not supposed to be that way. Like, when they cut out a swear word out of a movie, the scene will just seem unnaturally sped up. Like, it, And you have to be looking for it, but once you notice it, you can never unnotice it. 
Oh, I know. Like, it bothers the crap out of you because you know that it's unnatural. Yeah, you're like, why did that just speed up for a second? It's weird. It, it, it's like everybody exists in hyper time for just three or four seconds. Um, like, I love horror movies. And up in Canada, we used to have this wonderful channel called uh, Scream. And this was probably back in the mid-2000s to early 2000s. On Canadian cable, you can get away with a lot of violence, but not a lot of nudity. And I think in the States, I think it's you can get away with a lot of violence, but not nudity or something. It's basically reversed in, in each country. You know, maybe we get more nudity, but not violence. Yeah, we get more violence and less nudity. Yeah, I don't know. It was, it, it was always really, really kind of screwed up um, for that. And I don't know. I mean, I, I think a, a, around Halloween, you should be able to get away with a little bit more. But then again... You look at you look at shows like say The Walking Dead, Breaking Bad, Dexter, etc., etc. Those are more violent than anything I've seen in most commercial horror movies in quite some time. Like in Breaking Bad, they liquefy a guy in um, a bathtub at one point with acid, and we have got to talk about that stupid petition about the Breaking oh, Bad yes, toys. Holy yes, shit! That was- that uh, now what's just you know kind of preface it uh, uh florida moms have gotten pissed that because they're selling you know walking dead to or not walking dead uh i'm surprised they aren't attacking that too but um uh breaking bad toys at toys r us because it comes with a little tiny thing of crystal meth and i'm thinking okay so where were you when the neca and the McFarland licenses had Scarface. Where were you guys when you when they had he's a the movie maniac? Yeah, like, like I don't get that. And like people are getting pissed off. And and I I know Blanchard was up in arms about it. But I'm thinking, well, it's not like they're licensed to kids. And the only reason the package is safe for ages four and up because it's a safety thing. It's just basically a boilerplate they have to put on certain toys of well, a certain size. It's saying that if you're younger than four years old, you shouldn't be playing with this because there's choking hazard. Yeah, it, it, exactly. I mean, if you're the kid that swallows too many marbles, you're probably not going to survive this toy. Stuff like that. Um, and I, I, and I, I found it kind of funny because Toys R Us sells so many collector-based items that it makes sense for the company that makes the Breaking Bad license sell their toys there because you know as a large retailer or a large manufacturer of toys you want to sell at the largest retailer that has the largest possible reach that's toys r us it makes sense and then i think it was ryan uh ryan merkley of twig and other shows that he does um had mentioned something like well transformers generations aren't technically meant for kids they're meant for collectors so where do you draw draw this line and i'm just thinking I don't know. I, I swear to God, people just like to find something to be pissed off about that they could write a petition about. I mean, do you remember a couple of years ago? I think there's the rule in your country. If a petition gathers 25,000 signatures, it has to be addressed by the White House or something. Yeah, it's something stupid like that. I mean, it's uh, I, I it very, very seldom does it actually happen. I mean, there was a petition to send Justin Bieber back home. I remember when there was the Bieber thing and when the White House had to address building a Death Star. Which, that <laughs> is actually hilarious. Like, I'm just thinking, that's like, Jesus Christ, guys. Of all the problems in the world today, 
you're worried about Heisenberg, the action figure. Well, and I thought it was funny because uh, now I, I'm going to play devil's advocate too before we, you know, close out on this subject. But there's also the the fact that um, Brian Cranston says, "Well, I'm going to, you know, more or less take my my Florida mom toy and uh, set you know, it on fire or something." Like- yeah, and and then uh, there was the the guy that plays uh, Aaron Paul said something, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, he said something. He even tagged, I think, the president in one, um, and it was like, "Are you, you know, freaking kidding me on this?" And and he started flipping the hell out on on the whole thing, and uh, he says, "Where were they when they're selling, you know, all these toy guns, or where are they when, you know, they're selling, you know?" And he was basically stating all these dangerous, you know other toys and, and they're making a pissing contest over breaking bad. Yeah. You know what? I love whenever there's a problem about toys. One of the shows that I really like to watch, I don't know if they're still making new episodes of it though. It was called the toy hunter and the host of that Jordan Hamburg. There was one episode where a guy asked him to find a bunch of banned toys. And some of these things sound really cool. Uh, there is one. It was, an air zooka. And what are, what these air zookas do, they fire compressed air by using like a spring system or something, and it forces air at you using basically air force. This one bazooka from the 60s could actually blow out your eardrums. Oh, nice. I want this thing. Uh, I also, I remember he was looking for lawn darts too, and I remember having lawn darts when I was a kid. Um, other toys that, that were banned... There was this one, and this was such an innovative toy for its time. It was like the G.I. Joe um, Mobat tank, which is like this three and three quarter inch scale tank that you can put a driver into. But this one was bigger. The cool thing is you could put talcum powder in it, so like baby powder, and you could fire a projectile, like a little rubber bullet or something. And when you fired, the talcum powder would poof like an artillery shell. Like it would give you... That gun smoke effect. Oh, wow. And that thing got banned for some stupid reason. It's so well, weird to see all the toys that get banned. Well, like, they, they you know, and they banned the, the springs in, in certain toys, and then they've banned, you know, uh, um, I, I mean, at the, at the same time, those toys should be in a, a kind of, all those toys that are, that are marketed towards adults... In, and I'm not saying Toys R Us should take them off their shelves and conform to you know the the bullshit fest, um, but they shouldn't be in in an aisle where kids are frequenting. Like they shouldn't be down the aisle from the Transformers or, you know, I mean, granted, GI Joe ain't much better. You're still talking about people shooting people, but um, I think they are though because if I remember correctly, well, they, like, I, I think they're all. I think they're all on the same type of aisles though. I don't they're think close, that they're but they're not in the same alley. Like, for example, I couldn't pick up a Star Wars figure and a Xenomorph in the same aisle because well, the no, but... figures are always one or two aisles over, but they are in very close proximity. Well, I'm saying like the the you know like your Spawn, your Errol McFarlane stuff, or your you know you know Scarface or, or Breaking Bad Whatever. or Walking Dead. Those kind of things should all be in their own aisle. Away from like any of the kids' stuff. Not I, and I'm I'm not you know I, obviously I'm not in front of a, a toy store shelf at Toys R Us to confirm or deny whether they're actually in that aisle or not. But um, 
I think they're always kept more towards the end caps of the far side of the aisle. So they're not like, say you're walking down the one, they're not they're always going to be readily visible. You have yeah, to know where to look. They're not. And, and, but I mean, at the same time, they shouldn't be, you know, around where kids are going to openly see it. Plus, I mean, granted, they're not going to gravitate towards it because they don't watch the damn thing. <laughs> exactly. Now I could see them maybe going for walking dead stuff. My wife's a teacher and surprisingly, kids, are, like in grades, I guess, six and up, watch Walking Dead, which I think is kind of an accomplishment. The fact that they, they understand it, they get the gravitas of what's happening in that show, are than ooh, cool zombie kill. Like, I don't know. I, I, I think it's kind of neat. I mean, obviously, some of the sculpting on these things is really grotesque, but they're well done. And I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't have a problem with my kid wanting something like that as long as they knew what it was. Like, for example, Heisenberg is not someone to be looked up to. No. But the character itself is cool, but not what he does. And if I could explain the character study to the kid, why not, right? Well, or or the instance that maybe they just want a Brian Cranston figure. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, why not? I mean, I... Obviously, Heisenberg looks cool. I mean, I bought a G.I. Joe retaliation figure of Joel Colton because it looked like Bruce Willis and John McClane. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I mean, it's it, it's one of those things. I mean, I don't know. Like, it's it's so weird to see what toys people get pissy and all up in arms. And, and you know what? It's not just boy toys. There's actually even girl toys actually got banned. Do you remember Sky Dancers? Uh, no, I don't remember that. Okay, they were like, okay, do you remember the toys Dragonflies? Yes. They were the girl version of that. Okay. You'd have the rip cord, you could pull the thing and it'd fly up in the sky. Basically, you'd turn these things into twirling death bombs. Nice. They They could take out... Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club! Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So you're like I and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to think of other toys. I remember Toy Guns well, got banned, or at least... Well, the good was, toy guns? Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, this this talk, for instance, Masterpiece uh, Megatron. They're yeah. Done. They, made, they made them before they could actually sell them in the U.S. They had to have an orange cap installed, which means breaking the packages. Which is so stupid. Now, now, you can get a Japanese import one and it doesn't look like shit, right? Um, I think that's... It still has to have the orange cap to get imported. That's so stupid. Um, that's why we got the like. There's a uh, the generations, the classics Megatron that was essentially it looked like a Nerf gun, 
Yeah. That's why he was multicolored here in the U.S., but he was all silver and everything in, in Japan. Oh, yeah, because he was, like, the green translucent plastic or something like that? Yeah, it was kind of green and, like, the gray and, like, blue and purple, like, all on this figure. So it was kind of like that cluster. That. Yeah, and, and I wanted the figure, but I'm like, I don't want those ugly-ass colors. Like, You know what always kind of baffled me? Now, they're always worried about people getting shot for having a toy gun, thinking that it looks real or whatever, right? Yeah. Why don't criminals paint their guns that look like toy guns? Just Don't saying. give them ideas. Yeah, well, like, like it always blew my mind. Like, why couldn't you walk into a bank with, like, a spray-painted pink AR-15 or something? Oh, it's just a toy gun, whatever, and then <laughs> shoot up the place or whatever. I don't know. I mean, actually, I remember. Here's a story no one's ever heard before. When I was a kid, there was this very specific type of Uzi uh, toy that was made. It had a removable clip. You could put batteries in it, and, and it made sounds. Me and my eight-year-old wisdom decided it would be a cool idea to stand by to the side of the road and shoot at cars. I had the cops called on me for that. So I guess I should consider myself fortunate that I wasn't wasted for holding a SMG. Well, I I almost had a similar incident with a uh, original series phaser back in the day, but... Um... <laughs> Like, it's so my, weird, though. My, and my dad's like, don't go pointing that at people. They're going to think it's a real gun and call the cops on you to shoot you. And I'm like, oh, okay. Like, I don't get it, man. Like, And then for the amount of accidents that happen with guns, and that's probably a debate we don't want to get into. Oh, no, no. Obviously, that'll piss someone off. But I don't know, man. It's just... There's a great joke, and this is how I always frame my gun arguments thing, and this is when I'll kind of let it go. Robin Williams did a comedy bit in 1986 called Live at the Metropolitan Opera House in New York City. And he's doing a comedy bit, and he's talking about hunters. And he makes the joke as, what kind of hunter needs armor-piercing bullets? And he goes on, to, and he continues the joke and says, is there one big deer out there wearing a bulletproof vest saying, I'm ready for you? <laughs> Bring it on, motherfucker. <laughs> and I always used to think, you know what? I never got that. And or when they did the Michael Moore documentary, Bowling for Columbine, when Michael Moore is asking the brother of Timothy McVeigh or somebody, he's like, do you think you should have weapons grade plutonium? He's like, well, no. I'm like, well, why not? He's like, well, that should be regulated. And I don't know, the, like th that's my debate on the whole thing. I think I think it's a little silly, but I'm Canadian. What do I know? Um, but anyway, to get back to censorship and ban stupid shit, oh, I'm trying to think of, of other toys that got banned for really stupid reasons. Actually, you know what's weird? Do you remember Creepy Crawlies? Yeah, I remember that. That got banned kind of too in the for 90s. a while. Yeah. In the 60s, there was one, and the trays were metal. And you could bake your own bugs. But they would get so hot, they could burn things. There was a I almost thought you were going to say people were baking meth in the machine, but... No, I... I baby's <laughs> first meth lab. Um, <laughs> there was one, and I can't remember. I think it was a knockoff Easy Bake Oven. But the thing is, the bulb inside this thing could actually get up to 650 degrees. Now That's, that's just ridiculous. Now, that's a number two to keep in mind, because most commercial ovens don't go above 500. 
That's that's like saying uh, uh, baby's first forge. Well, <laughs> welcome to the Game of Thrones. Exactly, forge thy own weapon. Actually, I'm not going to lie. That would be cool if, if they had, like, a blacksmithing kit. That would be really cool. I had a wood-burning kit. Fuck that. All you have to do is paint it black and, and, and put flames on, on the, you know, sides of it and then stick in your uh, your molded... Uh... That would be so cool! Can that would be almost like happen? a 3D-printed printed blade. Oh, my God. Speaking of 3D printing, I saw this story come out of uh, Gizmodo earlier this week. They've made the world's more durable... 3D printed gun, and that's it's obviously very hard to do. It's not something you can just walk down to your local, you know, Best Buy, pick up a 3D printer, and print a gun because it's complicated as shit. But the cool thing about this is 3D printing has come so far along. On this gun handle, it has the Declaration of Independence inscribed on it. That's kind of neat. That's amazingly cool. Which means when the time comes, then you can probably tell where I fall off. On the whole gun thing. I'm not going to lie. If I ever get the chance to make Robocop's Auto 9 or a pulse rifle from Aliens, I'm so doing it. And not because I'm a lady. I just really want these guns. <laughs> cool, they're fucking Robocop guns. Um, but anyway. Um, I'm trying to think of other really weird... Fa- I remember, actually, the toy that started the modern ban on stupidity, is what I'll call it, it was a Mattel toy, I think, and it came out in the 70s. It was the Battlestar Galactica Colonial Viper. And the Viper would fire this red missile out of its nose piece. Some four-year-old kid choked on it. Which is why um, there's now there, there, are, there are package warnings on toys from that era. And that's why the rocket firing Boba Fett had to have its rocket embedded into it and have it molded into the back. So if you have a rocket-firing prototype that actually fires it, you're sitting on a probably 25 grand, I think, or some ridiculous number like that from, like, Kenner. So if you have one of those, save it. Hold on to it, yeah. Like, there was one I saw go at, New- at I think it went at New York Comic Con for something like $21,000 or something hmm. like that. I don't think I've ever held anything that expensive outside of my car. Um... I don't. I don't hold on to my car. It's too heavy. But just Jesus. Um, but yeah, um, it's 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 funny that we go through these ups and down phases of cool toys and toys that eventually get you know banned for something stupid. Um, I don't think there's any other controversial toys that I can think of. I well, remember controversial cartoons, but we'd be here all night for that. Oh my god, yeah. And and fat, actually, I remember there was. Something recently, I think Warner Brothers is reprinting their banned cartoons archive, but you can only get it through the print-on-demand through, through like, Amazon or something? Uh, I think they do it through there, and plus, Warner has their own archive network, mm-hmm. or uh, their own uh, Warner archives that, that you can get stuff directly from Warner Brothers, and it takes a while to print, but they, they'll send it to you. Yeah, because I know there are certain series that don't get wide release at retail, because, for example... I think Samurai Pizza Cats was like that. Well, you had to order even looking that. at Looney Tunes, yeah, they can't sell. They cannot show that on TV anymore because it's not. And I got in trouble for this a couple episodes back about saying politically correct, but um, uh, that different subject, different night. But uh, politically correct as far as you know, they have all these various stereotypes. Oh yeah, which, how which 
which back in the day was was fine. And, and I mean, if you're watching it for the stereotypes, then you're just a racist bastard that should be shot. But exactly, if, I mean, it, as long as you recognize the history of when this came from. And yeah, I mean, everything then. was kind of you know that's just how they wrote stuff back then. I watched it for the comedic uh, elements of you know watching Bugs Bunny and you know the the Martians and the bombs and everything else, and just you know just for the fact that it's a loony cartoon. Like it was I, mean, meant. I remember watching Song of the South when I was a kid, but I don't remember how I watched it. I also remember seeing the uh, the Donald Duck cartoon where he's like a Nazi or whatever. I can't remember how I saw it, but I know that I did. And I also remember getting a tape of those VHS cartoons, like all the ones that are in public domain or whatever. And they had some of the really racist, like, um, uh, uh, mammy characters and stuff like that. And like, you know, the big lips and all that stupid shit. And I don't know. I mean, obviously it's a byproduct of an era that hopefully is going away. Um, I, I, I mean, I hope so too. That's, I, I mean, I don't disagree that there is those elements in those cartoons, but I don't think it's a reason not to show them. Exactly. Because ultimately to erase it is to deny that it, it, it ever happened. Well, I mean, in order to move on, you have to acknowledge that it was there. So, I mean, it's, yeah, <laughs> it's just not saying I agree with what was you know presented. I just I, I like the cartoons for what they were. Exactly. I mean, to me, it, it's a very fun version of anthropology because animation is interesting, and animation very much links to our past and whatnot, and kind well, I mean, of where we're going now. It's 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 like you know I watch Pinky and the Brain now, and there's so many or or various other shows that I've collected over the years that came out during the '90s, and there's a lot of political and. Uh, society uh pieces written into it of and it so it, it really dates it if you actually watch it and listen to all the uh the grabs into that time period yeah like there is one i remember and i think it was freakazoid where they're talking about the mpaa and i'm thinking what fucking kid's gonna know what that is well i mean like they they had um uh, what was it called it was something like uh relaxo vision when something violent was going to happen, oh, we can't show you this. Here's Relaxo Vision, and it yeah, would play yeah. some like calming music with like a field, and then they'd come back, and the guy would be on the ground. The, I think in I'm pretty sure in like the next episode or something like that, there was one where they had this guy from the MPA, and his name was Jack Valenti or something like that, and he comes out on screen. He's talking about on screen violence, and he's like, "Look at me, and look at my cheeks." And like he was just explaining things in this ridiculously Mister Rogers way, but that's how he'd end every sentence. Like, look at me, I'm smiling. Um, and it was just it was so weird. And to think how many weird sex jokes and obscure references were hidden in that once again. Freakazoid had references to a 1960s show called Rat Patrol. Well, Animaniacs was pretty bad too with it. I I've watched enough of that recently to uh, you Pick know like all the, the little humor. Well, like fingerprints. And oh then, yeah, and then and they, he's like, "Nope, wrong one." Um, I remember. In, yeah, I mean, in the same vein, there. I remember one episode of uh, Animaniacs. They had Captain Picard, the Xenomorph, and Darth Vader hanging out in like a waiting room as a joke. And I'm thinking, what kid's gonna know what the hell the friggin' Xenomorph is? Maybe Vader they'd know, but not Captain Picard or something like that. I don't know. It's it's so funny just to see all the all the little things that are hidden in animation back then. In fact, I would actually call the 
from about 84 to probably about 99, some of the best animation we've seen in a while. Not just in terms of storytelling, but in fact how political it was. Well, it, it wasn't even how political, it's how well they hit it. It was so well that nobody caught it until, you know, residual watchings, you know, in, in modern day. Whereas you have things like Simpsons, South Park, and Family Guy that just blatantly throw it out there on purpose because they're allowed to do it. I mean, I would say, I would almost argue Family Guy is almost the most controversial with a lot of it because they play all the stereotypes, races, and, and polit- political, you know, rules and garbage out there. I would argue South Park is more offensive, but they do it in a smarter way. Yeah, they're more offensive in a smarter way, whereas Family Guy is just more annoying. But Yeah, like, in fact, there was one episode that actually got pulled from regular broadcasts. I don't even know whether you can get it on, on DVD. And it was episode 200. I think, I think the episode is just called 200. And it's about the prophet uh, Bahamut or something, and they can't show him, so they put him in, like, a giant bear costume. Or something ridiculous like that. And another episode that pissed people off was they did uh, the Scientology episode called Trapped in a, a, a Closet with Tom Cruise. And they're making all these gay jokes and whatever. The one they did recently that I was a like lot the uh, sexual harassment panda episode. That was hilarious. Sexual harassment panda. Oh, no. They did one recently, and it was called Transgender. And transgender politics are one of the huge hot-button topics today. And I'm obviously a very a humanist. You know, you are what you are. You, you like what you like, party on. Yep. And they did this thing where basically the whole gist of the episode is Cartman pretended to be transgender so he could get a bathroom all to himself. And I saw people on my Facebook feed just pissed right off about it. It's like, guys, it's South Park. If you're going to have any episode demonstrate the stupidity or, you know, maybe here's the logic here, it's going to be South Park. Because the South Park guys are assholes, but they're intelligent assholes. I mean, hell, like, they did an, an episode dedicated to Mormonism, and they actually explained it in a relatively, well, funny manner, but it's what they believe. And a lot of Mormons are like, yeah, that makes sense. And people still got all pissy over it. I don't know. It's just like, everybody has to be pissed off about something these days. Obviously from Florida moms, like God knows what else. So I, I think know, with man. that, I think we'll switch gears to something lighter. <laughs> yeah. Happier. Cause you know what? We don't want to be pissed off all night. No. Don't get um, pissed off in the comments either. Yes. So, do you still watch, or, or have you ever watched Saturday Night Live? Um, I, actually, it's funny you mention that. For the first time since 2002, I watched a sketch the other night, actually. It was the Jim Carrey one. Is it the one where he's driving the Lincoln? No, I missed that one. I saw the Carrey family reunion. That was hilarious. That was pretty funny. And then he would he would do all of the the, the the mimicking as the the SNL cast member was trying to do it. <laughs> He's one of the true comic geniuses that come out of the '90s. I love Jim Carrey's work. In fact, I think some of his funniest stuff he ever did was on a show called In Living, In Living Color because he yep. could just do whatever the fuck he wanted because it was Fox. Fox well, that, in the day it, gave zero fucks. 
Well, plus he was the only white dude on there, so he and he was the like the uh, catch-all like goofy character because he could change his face, he could do the, the different you know impressions, impersonations. Yeah, and, and all those show guys. That show is actually hilarious. Oh yeah, and that show was delightfully racist too, but no one cared. <laughs> it it was. I mean, I would argue that yeah, it probably was, but I. You know, I, I like funny. the Wayne brothers. I like the Wayne brothers, so it just it's it, it was fine to me. I you know, I got it. I thought uh, it was I, funny. I, I yeah, I, I liked it. But like this episode of SNL though was pretty funny because they had uh, like a graveyard scene and Jim Carrey and this other guy. They looked like hillbillies that you know were dead in a graveyard and they were na- their names were Paul and Phil. So they kept jumping in the middle of the, the graveyard song, interrupting them, and nothing they said rhymed or, or went with the rest of the sentences. And uh, it, it was kind of funny. They did, like, the Matthew McConaughey copy with the Lincoln and uh, did an all-state rip, uh, Walking Dead rip. Um, he had a skit called Helvis when he opened the show. He was Elvis in hell. Uh I, there was just so much good good uh, stuff. Whenever I, I really love whenever he gets on SNL, but I really like this entire season so far of, of season 40. I've heard mixed things about it, though. Like, supposedly the ratings are right in the friggin' toilet. I know they had Bill Hader come back a couple episodes ago, well, and it and was the lowest had... ratings they've had in, like, like, years. Well, what's funny is they had him come back, and they had uh, Kristen Wiig come back. For that episode, and this, and the one with Jim Carrey, they had him, and then they had uh, um, Jeff Daniels show up as as Lloyd. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's it, it's funny. Saturday Night Live will go through these really weird phases where it's really good for five years and it's shit for five years, up and down, up and down. I stopped watching regularly back in two thousand. I remember the in. In my opinion, the heyday when it was Mike Myers, Dana Carvey, Rob Schneider, Adam Sandler, Kevin Nealon, Tim Meadows, and all them. Phil Hartman and Phil Hartman, yeah, like those were the days. I remember looking forward to Saturday Night Live, and I can't remember a time in recent memory where I really have. And I used to watch it for the musical guests too. I mean, I remember when REM performed on there a few times, and I was really happy to see them. Well, I remember. I think, I think a lot Puppets. of their. I think a lot of their musical guests are kind of throwaway at this point. Yeah, I mean, and, and a lot of their cast is kind of hit or miss. You either like them or you don't. Yeah, I mean, sometimes when the SNL people do solo stuff, it's really funny, but when it's ensemble, ensemble, it's hit or miss. Well, like I watched it a little bit while they had Andy Samberg on there, and Keenan's pretty good. Um, but I watched him all the way back to all that, so I. You know, I, I think this season's his last season, so if that's true, I won't, I don't know, I don't think it'll be as funny, but, um, I don't know, I'm, I'm liking season 40 so far, I haven't really watched it since, uh, like, Tina Fey was on there and some of those other people, mm-hmm. um, but I kind of, I go through spurts where I'll watch it for a couple of years and then I won't, but I haven't regularly watched it since the 90s and early 2000s, so... And it sucks that there there is no other show like that because I think Mad TV's done, isn't it? They quit doing that years ago. That's what I thought. 
And it was such a good show, too. I mean, you had Phil Lamar and that's a show, Frank Caliendo. That's a show. It was consistent. I felt it was. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Consistently bad, but when there were funny moments, there were really funny moments in it. Like, like you had the crazy old lady that would cough on everything. and I remember, the... <laughs> I remember Phil Lamar's UPS guy. I that remember stuff like that. That's a funny show. I used to really, really enjoy the hell out of that way back in the day. I remember the night that show premiered. God, I'm old. Um, I think I remember that. I don't know. Hmm. Um. Actually, you know, it. it's weird because you look back, and I know I'm saying that a lot, Um. at, say, talk shows, too, right? Where they go through, you know, they'll be really good or really bad for a while. Um, one show that I'm surprised how consistently good it is, is Jimmy Fallon. I've actually had a lot of laughs watching that show, and I'm actually really surprised by that. Because I used to like Leno, but I only really liked headlines. I mean, his interviews were really hit and miss to me. Sometimes there there would be some funny ones, and, and he'd get a good kind of laugh out of them. And his monologues were okay now and again. But with Fallon, I don't know. I'm genuinely enjoying it. He actually did this thing a couple weeks ago. I'm actually trying to get a friend of mine on to the show. Jimmy Fallon did this thing called Do Not Game. And it was about shitty board games. Okay. And my friend friend Noah Antwiler does a show. uh, He he goes by Spoonie. He does a show called The Black Hole of Board Games. And I'd love to see those two collaborate on something. But I found it really funny because... Jimmy Fallon pulled out games that were based upon the Titanic sinking. There was a Vanilla Ice rap game. Wow. Yeah, there was a fucking weird ones. Or the, they'll do this the, thing like called lip sync battle, and they'll just yeah, I've I've those are that. funny. I I think that Fallon has that 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 stage presence. Well, I think he's one of us, where he's genuinely excited to still be there. Well, I think it's not just that. I think it's like you know when he when even when he had his his uh, late night with Jimmy Fallon and he he tried to reunite the, you know the Saved by the Bell cast or you oh. know and and he was just like so geeked about it. And, yeah. and he's I I think that he's so genuinely happy to see everybody that comes on his show, plus yeah, the like- fact that it says uh, uh, instead of. Uh, you know the Tonight Show with Jay, or with Jay Leno. It's you know the Tonight Show featuring Jimmy Fallon, kind of like it was when it was Johnny Carson. Yeah, and and I think that he's probably the this generation's Johnny Carson. You know what? I don't think that's unfair to say. I mean, him or Conan O'Brien, a little less Conan because he because he's a guy who can be genuinely funny on his own. But if he needs to have a serious interview, he can. Yeah, Fallon just has this this energy about him, or he like like you said, he's genuinely happy to see everybody. I mean, to me, he reminds me of a big dumb golden retriever that hasn't seen you for a few months. He's really happy to see you. Well, and he's 
and he he plays these weird obscure games and still gets to have a conversation but he also gets to uh he kind of gets to break the ice and so it's not like your typical interview it's your uh you, you get to actually genuinely have fun like you said the link uh the lip syncs the uh um like the guessing what's in the boxes and you have to you know kind of use a poker face kind of thing on the other person and tell who's telling a lie and there was one thing he did, and this was such it's such a nerd gamer thing. He had Pierce Brosnan on the show. He sat down with Pierce Brosnan and played the N64 version of Goldeneye. I never in a thousand years would think I'd ever see that happen. And That's he actually made funny. It I haven't seen that. Oh my god. <laughs> he got his ass kicked. But <laughs> it was hilarious just to see that that he would come out and do that another one was uh he had i can't remember oh he had like it was like a wheel yeah he, he had like they'd give you three words you had to make up like a really fucked up story it could be christopher walken talking about pudding like it was like the oh, way yeah, i saw him friend. do that with dana kirby that's it that's it that was funny i don't know there's see i, I find had to do al pacino sh- see those shows i find more funny than saturday night live because i think because it's very improv. It's right in the moment. Whereas the scripted stuff, it depends a lot on the writer. If, if it's going to hit or if it's going to miss. And I think it depends on your host. Oh God. Yeah. Like Conan is funny. He's genuinely funny. Same with Fallon. Uh, Leto can be funny. Depends on who's writing his jokes that day. I find. I like um, the caricature of Leno more than I like Leno. Yeah. Um, uh, John Stewart, tremendously funny and smart. Um, John Oliver, yet another guy who's really, really smart. Uh, Stephen Colbert, on his own, he's hilarious. When he has the right writers writing his stuff, it's uproariously funny. And here, and the weird thing, I gotta stop saying that as my transition phrase, but a lot of people trust Colbert and The Daily Show to get news from. They deliver to you in a funny, but it makes sense manner. And you also but get a more they honest don't truth out of the books. Yeah, they're like, this guy's a fucking idiot, but here's why. There was a it's... great video. Um, John Oliver did it this past week. Uh, this week in Toronto, we elected a brand new mayor. It was a race between a guy named John Tory, a woman named Olivia Chow, and Doug Ford, which is Rob Ford's brother. And... John Oliver had a video said, Toronto, watch this video before you go to the polls. And it was like, your brother was an asshole. But it came to the point where we couldn't make fun of him anymore because we felt bad because he had a drug problem. But you, my friend, are an asshole without exception. Please elect (laughs) Doug Ford because he will give us years of material. Now, fortunately, he didn't win, but he did get 34% of the vote compared to John Tory's 40% of the vote. So a lot closer than people might think. And there's another video that was posted earlier this week where someone had compared Doug Ford losing and having John Tory in government to having ISIS live in Toronto. Like the huge terror group over in Syria. I'm just like, holy crap, there's some stupid motherfuckers out there. Wow. But, oh, yeah, and I like how these, these people can get political and be funny. There's some people that are... Kind of sly. I think they're putting maybe a little too much of their personal agenda and stuff, like, say, uh, Bill Maher. And I used to really like him, but he said some stuff of late. I'm like, I don't know if I totally agree with that. 
But I applaud you for saying it. Because it's your opinion, you're going to say it no matter what. Um, but then, I don't know, I mean, the media is pretty fucked up. Sometimes. Um, I remember back in the day, in the long, long ago, I remember watching Bill O'Reilly when he used to do a show called Hard Copy or what, something like that. I can't remember what it was or was it Inside Edition. And it was all this really weird tabloid reporting shit. And I remember when the Simpsons spoofed it. Do you remember when Homer got the Venus de Milo stuck to that, to that girl's ass? And yeah. he eats the gummy. Yeah. And that was the episode where all this happens. And there's one and there's one part in it where they're like, hard copy would like to post the following retraction. And this the entire screen just scrolls up and it's all these ridiculous things like, huh, Ted Koppel is a robot. Or stuff like that. Or, you know, Soylent Green really is people. <laughs> I don't know, man. I think we'll move on a little bit. <laughs> yeah, because okay. I can honestly go down this rabbit hole the entire night. I figure. I love media. <laughs> media is fun, though. Oh, God. Hilarious. It's, and it's a mess. Uh, so last week we asked, what's an item you've kept for ages that isn't a toy? My penis. And uh, I guess I'll start with you before I, I go to the, the listener comments. <sighs> item I've kept uh, isn't a toy. Fleshlight. No. Um... <laughs> <laughs> you think I'm kidding. Um, let me see. I'm going to this in the toy. Um, I've had the Nightmare on Elm Street DVD box set from the 90s. Still oh, with wow. me today. Yeah. And it was the one that came out. And it was like two, $300 when it first came out. It had this extensive like DVD extra section. And I've kept that for a number of years. I'm pretty sure I still have the box for it, actually. Um... I kept that for years. Um, for some reason, I've always kept a copy of the Dungeons and Dragons Monster Manual from 3.0. I don't know why, but I just have. Um, and finally, another item I've kept that isn't a toy, though you could probably classify it as, um, I've always kept a copy of Star Wars Second Edition. <clears throat> the role-playing game from West End Games. I've always had a copy in my possession somewhere. And wow. it's one of my treasured Myself, I think I've kept... I, I've got quite a few things from my youth that I don't seem to get rid of. Um, for instance, my computer desk. <laughs> I've had that since uh, probably 94. Jesus Christ, dude. Uh, Go to Ikea. Sad thing is, this thing has actually um, proved to be very helpful. It's more... it It's actually built better than... And it looks like shit, but it's it's been scratched up over the years. It looks better than... Or it's in better condition than the uh, solder one that I bought for my wife when we moved in together ten years ago. Or eight years ago. And uh, this thing has like a, an overmount that goes over the monitor with like a side patch or whatever. Well... I got a second monitor when I moved, so I put it next to my desk and I have my tower sitting on top of it, and I, I have a nice little storage section where the monitor would go for, like, totes, and then I have, like, a, a cover over it. So it's actually, it's a, I, I'm surrounded. I'll have to take a picture of it sometime and put it online, but uh, that's one thing. I got a couple hockey pucks. Uh, I've got an old... Uh, uh, 
Emperor Palpatine costume that we cobbled together when I was like 12 that I still have. Uh, so I, I, that's, yeah, that's among other things. I'm not sure what else I've got that's I've had forever. I'm sure there's something else I'm forgetting that I've had longer. I have, uh, I've got a dresser that my parents have had in the family since like the mid seventies that I still use. It's been with me pretty much all across Canada. Like whenever I move, it's been there with me. Let's say that's probably the item I've held the longest. It's probably my dresser. I think I've got this Star Trek 25th anniversary video game for the PC for DOS. I think I've got that somewhere around too. And Beast Wars. I wish I still had a lot of my stuff from when I was a kid. Like, I've moved around so much in the last, like, 10, 15 years. I've lost so much just through moves or garage sales or whatever. I'm strange. I I keep everything until I find a reason not to, and then I pawn it. But, uh, so yeah, there's there's been various... uh, commenters that have said that you know they've had halloween costumes like one year somebody went as a red box machine that's funny as shit <laughs> and used the red box app on an ipad for the screen that's really clever that's really, that's actually really pretty clever. cool uh same person made it ghostbuster uniforms uh uh jedi disaster says uh one item that he's kept for years is uh first ever book purchase uh, from the uh, the school sales uh, called uh, Where the Sidewalk Ends, mm-hmm. which Blanchard is like, love that book. <laughs> um, so yeah, and then there were a couple comments about uh, what we're going to talk about, which is the uh, the Marvel vs. DC. <laughs> oh boy, that's an episode un- uh, uh, unto itself. We'll do the Reader's Digest version. All right. Because the next episode, I, I have something special planned for that. I'd uh, say the Reader's Digest version, Marvel and DC have thrown the gloves down. And I think Marvel's got the advantage. I, I, I think hate DC's to admit going to be playing catch-up. I hate to admit it, but I think you're right. As much as I, I love DC... I think that they've kind of they've kind of screwed themselves. It's because they've mishandled their film properties pretty much, pretty much almost the entire time. Nolan did it, but the thing is, they don't trust any other heroes to support their own films. Like that's why there's that's why you're not getting a Man of Steel two. You're getting Batman versus Superman. They well, because Batman him. is he's pretty much the only profitable DC property. Since the Christopher Reeve Superman. Yeah. Because any other time they've tried, it, they've fallen flat on their face. And even Batman had a dark time with Batman Forever and Batman and Robin. Like, DC doesn't know what they're doing. Marvel took a gamble with Iron Man. If Iron Man 1 had flopped, it would have been one and done. Well, and I think it's the guy in charge uh, at Marvel. Kevin Feige or whatever? Yeah. He has had this vision... With setting Iron Man as the the starting point, and ever since then they've hit the ball running. It's 
you know, you may you may not like some of the films all the way. Uh, like my personal preference, I I don't I like the first Captain America, but I don't really like it until Captain America Two. Thor, I'm not a fan of him at, at whatsoever. It uh, wasn't until the second movie that I started to like him. Although I, I did like him in the Avengers. I have yet to watch him in that. I've seen him in the Avengers, and and I like him in there, and just like I like the Hulk in there. Um, but uh, I I think that there's going to be a lot that's going to come down, and I like that they're not throwing their eggs all in the same basket anymore with with keeping these same characters that they've had forever, um, other than Downey Jr. because obviously he is the still technically the center point of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Well, they they took what was essentially a B-level character and made him cool. Because it wasn't until, like, Marvel's, I wouldn't say Civil War, when they had the breakout on the raft back in, I think, 2005 or whatever, that's when people started to pay attention, I think, to Marvel again, really. And then, obviously, it was Civil War in, like, 2007, 2008. Things started to really change, and the fact that Marvel knew they couldn't use Spider-Man, they couldn't use the X-Men, they still had all the Avengers, and and I always thought the Avengers were lame. For years, I thought they were lame. Well, I was always a fan of Wolverine and Spider-Man. Yeah, same here. Like I'm like, alright, Spider-Man's cool, Wolverine's awesome, fucking X-Men, yeah, well, let's go here. And everything else is kind of, it's there, it's just a part of the universe. And Marvel has made the universe cool. And they've made characters like Crimson Dynamo and Whiplash, combine them into one villain, made them kind of cool. They've done Obadiah Stane, Ironmonger, and got a really big actor to play him in Jeff Bridges. Um, I was going to say Jeff Daniels, but no, that's not right. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like Marvel knew what they had to do. They turned a C-level villain, like Loki, fuck off, Loki, and made him a fangirl's wet dream. Marvel knew what they were doing, and when DC saw what happened with the Avengers, I guarantee it, they all sat in a boardroom on Monday morning and went, guys, fuck, what are we going to do? And they trusted Zack Snyder, because honestly, Watchmen, I think, is one of the better DC comic adaptions. It's flawed. Are you saying Marvel, or are you saying DC? DC. DC knew. They had their backs against the wall when they saw the success of the Avengers. And when Man of Steel didn't exactly set people's panties on fire, well, I they think, knew I they mean, had a problem. I, I, I honestly don't have that big of a problem with it for the same reasons everybody else does. Like, you know, uh, Superman killing, you know... Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't have a problem with that because it was a necessity at that point. It, it necessary, it, it was a necessary evil in a real world standard. So, yeah. but I think that it was very weak compared to any of. I mean, I would, I would, I think I'd rather watch Thor, and I'm not a th- fan of the first Thor. I'd rather watch yeah. that, sit there and watch Man of Steel. It, it, it bored me that much. Yeah, yeah. See, Man of Steel, I've only ever seen twice: once in the theater and once to review. The Blu-ray, I haven't taken it off my shelf since. Yet, I will go back and watch Iron Man 1. I'll go back and watch The Avengers or Captain America, The Winter Soldier. I mean, shoot, I just watched The Avengers the other day just because I saw the trailer for Avengers 2. Yeah, and that's the thing. Marvel has this rewatchability 
because its universe feels like it's alive. The DC stuff doesn't yet. They've got some great characters. Well, the problem is because they're playing catch up now, you're not going to get a chance to know them. Like for example, in Batman versus Superman, they're going to introduce the Justice League. The average schmuck on the street is not going to know who the fuck Aquaman is. Well, they're going to introduce all of them. Yeah, I'm like, why would you not take the time to slow burn the universe? Make it feel like something. They're going There's... ass backwards, and it's going to fuck them. Hard. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm i glad that they're going to do a Wonder Woman movie. I'm glad they're going to do a Justice League, Flash, Aquaman, you know, uh, Cyborg, Green Lantern, uh, again. Um, but they have, like, twice as many movies slated for the next five years. Whereas Marvel has technically nine. I think they, I think Marvel's basically doing two a year more or less. Well, and the, and I, I'm, I, I'm actually really excited for Captain America civil war because that, that is essentially our dark Knight returns. Yep. And in, in Batman versus Superman, uh, guardians of the galaxy is basically our, their suicide squad only better. I mean, and they took them, they're like C-level characters and made them A-level. Oh, yeah. Well, and, and even then, they were, they were D-list people. I guarantee, the only reason people knew about Rocket Raccoon is because he was at Marvel vs. Capcom 3, and that was a calculated risk. They, I bet you that was a test bed. See if people gave a shit. Well, it's, it's, almost, like, it's almost like Fox leaking that, or I think it's Fox, yeah, uh, that leaked the, uh, the Deadpool, Deadpool trailer. Troll, yeah. Just to see what would happen, and everybody went nuts. Like you see, the problem with these studios, or, or okay, you know what I think the problem is. DC has businessmen working there; they don't have. It's these. Warner Brothers. Yeah, yeah, it's Warner, Warner Brothers, Brothers is 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 like the. It's it's like the. Uh, it's like having a fucking dictator over top of their entire franchise, and they're like. DC, this is how you're going to do your stuff, even though you know how to do it better than we do. Yep. Now, DC has one very strong advantage over Marvel, but we're going to see how that turns out in terms of their television universe. Because well, the Flash I, is wonderful. I, I think, and, and I think this is something that still, uh, Marvel, I think, is going to still dominate the film universe. I think DC needs to focus on because they they've always been conquerors in the animated universe. Mm-hmm. They've they've always dominated, but I, I think that their television universe is going to dominate Marvel's more than Marvel's universe is going to. I, I don't. I, I still have you know high uh, hopes for for the Marvel stuff, but I think the DC stuff is just going to knock it out of the park. The only problem I have is that. DC is spreading them so f- thin between doing the, the all of these same series in the television universe and then doing them all again in the film universe simultaneously. Yeah, and I think Jeff Johns has come out and said that they're part of the multiverse and they're each their own separate entity, which is which a good is, thing. Which he said that there's not... Uh, he said there is a possibility that they could traverse between each other in the multiverse because they all coexist, but... That's like a, that's like a cop out saying, we're not sure what we're doing. I think that's their get out of jail free card. So if they decide to mix them, then they can. 
Exactly. I mean, because honestly, people love uh, the guy who plays Arrow, uh, Stephen Amell. Yeah, people love I, that. Honestly, guy. I honestly would rather see our current Flash and in, in Green Arrow have their own films. Even if, it's, even, if it's, even if it's a separate universe from their TV show, have the same people play it. There's I would no say confusion give, them, give them a television movie, make it an event to tie over the summer, see how it does. See how it sells. Put it out on video on demand and on network TV, see how it sells. If it sells well, then you, you've got your answer. And Marvel, for example, S.H.I.E.L.D. supposedly is not doing all that well. Now, finally, they've hit their stride. I think the true tell will be after Age age of of Ultron and Agent Carter. Agent Carter is not really going to affect it all that much, I don't think, because it's a mid-season thing. It'll probably in some way, because it'll give you more background to Baron Von Strucker and Whitehall. They'll probably tie it in the S.H.I.E.L.D. in some capacity. And, and this is this is the thing that, and it's actually funny. One of our own at GCRN, uh, Art Danner from Off the Cuff, posted on Twitter after seeing the Avengers trailer, which, by the way, is awesome. Oh God, uh, yes. Uh, having James Spader in that is just it. It's just disturbing. Is he the guy from the Blacklist? Yes. Cool. So he said he's he said it's basically like his character on Blacklist read only batshit crazy. And those were the exact words. Um, but Danner says, so the Avengers trailer was cool, but it really seemed like something was missing. Anyone else been waiting diligently for the Red Skull to be vomited out of the Tesseract since the end of the first Cat movie? I don't think they'll bring back Red Skull simply because I don't think Hugo Weaving wants to do it again. I think like, that they could it? bring him back without Hugo. I'd rather see them keep moving forward. But there was one thing missing out of that trailer. Vision. You'll see Vision if... My guess is Super Bowl. The trailer that comes out at the Super Bowl. Because you know there's going to be one. We'll have the Vision fighting Ultron. Yeah, because that's really going to be their only savior. And this is actually supposed to be the, the seeds to Captain America Civil War. Yeah, like Marvel... Marvel had a really good fucking plan with this. Now, here's the thing about DC, too. What event could you possibly bring to the big screen that doesn't require a metric fuck ton of backstory? Um, none of them? Yeah, because even Crisis doesn't work. Blackest Night doesn't work. Um, New 52, kind of, if you do... No, New 52 is a train wreck. Well, if they're doing it like... If they do what they did with the Justice League animated movie that came out recently, War or whatever. Yeah. Because you can kind of see that as Batman versus Superman. Like a very, very loose adaptation of that. Um, in essence. So I could kind of see them doing that. And that's the only storyline I can think of that doesn't require you knowing a lot about DC. With Civil War, it's basically... Superheroes are dangerous. What are we going to do? And that's a simple concept. With them trying to do something like Blackest Night, okay, explain the Lantern Corps to me in one minute or less. Sure, it can be dumb, but you're going to be confused as shit. 
that's why the animated movies stand such a better chance because you can take a, a risk on a smaller scale. Now, and people that and people that know the comics will seek that out. Now, I, I have no knowledge of uh, Black Panther, Inhumans, uh, Doctor Strange. I heard Benedict Cumberbatch is going to get cast. Uh, the Inhumans, as far as I know, they're like mutants but not and that's to get around the whole fox thing but even kevin feige has said they're not the poor man's mutant which is i'd really like to see fox and marvel get something worked out i'd rather that they just marvel got their rights back and then reincorporated them all but yeah because honestly the the new fantastic same thing with sony yeah i mean the thing is, trying to have the Spider-Man universe, it feels empty, despite having all the Spider-Man villains. It it it, it feels empty. And even in, in the original Spider-Man movie, don't they mention the word mutant once? I think, but you know, you know what Marvel Marvel should do, aka Disney, just fucking buy Fox and Sony and be done with it. I don't think I, I don't even think they've got that much money, but put out a metric fuck ton for the film rights and offer them a percentage. Yeah. Like, Hey, we'll offer you $2 billion and 25% return on investment or whatever. Yeah. Like give them something. Cause honestly, and I had this, like we talked about this on twig a couple months ago, me Roebuck and I think Scotty or someone we we're talking about, does the Avengers universe need Spider-Man? No. In fact, it's actually kind of better that that he's not there. I think I think having the mutants there complicates it. Yeah, because honestly, you don't need them. And in the trailer, or at the end of Captain America, they say this is the age of miracles. And with the Marvel stuff, if the Inhumans think because it, it's going to happen, there's rumors that Sky is an Inhuman, and potentially that alien writing is a Terrigen mist bomb or something. So there's more Inhumans in the world. Well, they've already Marvel's hinted not she's not answer. human because she didn't react to the the writing Obelisk like Coulson and, and Paxton did. Yeah, so there's 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 a good possibility that Marvel's got their shit together, whereas the other universes they've mishandled the properties. You, you want to thought... know how they should have started DC? How they should have rebooted the whole universe? Started with Green Lantern. I would have still started with Superman and Batman, but Green Lantern would have been my third movie. Well, I was going to say, start it with Green Lantern, because then you could open up the doors to this wider Green Lantern universe of having the Black Lanterns and everything else that happens. Yeah, like, you need to lay groundwork for it, and... It would have been the perfect backdrop for the rest of the series to keep the tone, and then they could have grounded it with Superman and Batman. Yeah, but now that they've want to do this thing i think it's too far gone which is why i don't think if we ever see blackest night it will only ever be animated which is but fine I, with I, me. they're never going to have uh, like they they've talked about doing you know a, a two-part justice league or doing two justice league movies you're you know within two years and it i, I don't think i don't think they're gonna hold up as well like that that universe i think that no. universe is gonna be a colossal train wreck yeah, because they waited too long and they're trying to play catch-up. And that's the thing. DC, make 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 your universe your own. If you want to tell Elseworlds stories, go for it. 
You know what I mean? Just their live action thing, trying to match up to Marvel is about the biggest mistake they could make. Well, copycatting is terrible. If uniqueness is what sells. Yeah. Marvel I mean, has got I, the I'm idea not that it doesn't, you know, that copying someone doesn't sell because I mean, look at the the remakes or the, you know, sequels or whatever, but it, I think in this term, I think DC's already lost. They need to just do their own thing, and then maybe it'll be, come to the point that they'll actually make more money than Marvel, and Marvel might say, let's finish up our universe really quick and switch gears. Yeah, because honestly, what I almost wouldn't mind seeing is let Marvel dominate film. DC can still have a presence. Why not? Let DC take a hold of the small screen. Because honestly, having The Flash, it's a great show. Arrow's a cool show. Constantine shows a lot of promise. Even Gotham's getting better. And I didn't think that was going to happen. Oh my god. Like, there's possibilities there. Like, to tell more stories. Like, fuck, you know how excited I am for the possibility of Swamp Thing showing up on Constantine? Or having Zatanna show up at some point? You know you're going to have Grodd show up in, in The Flash? Yeah, like, there are so many possibilities there like dc if you're gonna take the slow burn on tv do it and do it well let let marvel have it because you know what you'll have a big movie in theaters for maybe what two three months maybe whereas with television you can hold them for nine and you can sell advertising you can sell merchandise well not to mention you you can sell the dvds and syndication yeah so why like i'd rather take the long route that'll make me more money than opposed to the short route, which will give me a lot in return, but there's a higher risk. If the television show sucks, you cancel it. Big deal. Smallville kind of sucked, but they didn't cancel that. Yeah, and it kept going for ten seasons. Honestly, it should have ended after five. Um, but you Whereas know. Arrow and The Flash have endless potential. Yeah, and they've already teased Infinite Crisis in Flash. I know, so, that was so cool. I was like, oh my god, really? So the possibilities that, fuck, there's, there, there's like a Teen Titan show coming out. Like, in the next year or two. So, and they're talking that that and Supergirl may cross over with the CW universe. Yeah, so guys, if you're gonna if you're gonna have a connected universe and go balls, well, make television your exclusive domain. Don't worry about putting asses in seats. Have asses on couches. And sell to advertisers, because... Stuff like that will keep the broadcast industry alive or do exclusive series with Netflix like Marvel's doing. Do one with, like, fucking Hulu or Amazon Prime or something. I almost think DC would be better doing it on cable, like just your your basic cable. Like maybe on, like, AMC or something? Well, I, I'm just saying, like, even on the CW, I think that they're fine, or CBS or NBC or, or Fox. I mean, really, all of those are, I would say, the, the key channels to have because... Um, poor ass people like me who can't afford regular cable anymore and don't really want Hulu and I don't really want to pay for Netflix because after a while it gets old. Um, I have 20 channels. <laughs> That's the extent of what I can watch. So uh, suffice it to say, my DVR is busy throughout the week if I can't watch it and then I end up watching it anyway. So I think if they took the right character to the right network, it could do really well. I mean, look at how, like, you you, got to figure a show like Game of Thrones is expensive to to make. If you could get Batman on HBO, 
and have it be as good as Game of Thrones or Walking Dead, it's over. DC. Well, if won. they had if they had the budget, then yes. And think about I, it, Batman totally doesn't even that. need to be a ridiculously big budget show. No, I mean, I, I mean, look at the extent that Game of Thrones has, or any of those other ones. It they're fine. I mean, Batman pretty much lives in the dark of any town. He just mean, needs to fight. He just well, he needs to fight, but he needs to be a detective, not some just. Yeah, like one show, one character that I thought that would translate perfectly to AMC or HBO, The Punisher. You make The Punisher like The Wire. Or Breaking Bad or something, man, done in one. Especially if you cross it over with like some of the uh, kind of Netflix of hell. Netflix can use the Punisher because he's back at Marvel now. Same with Ghost Rider. Like, there's so many possibilities for some of these characters, and but DC has the advantage right now. People are looking at DC television properties, and people are getting excited. They shouldn't waste that. Like I honestly give less than two shits about the 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 um, Teen Titans, but you've got my attention with like Constantine because honestly, Supernatural is not going to be around for too much longer. Well, I I kind of wish that they'd ended at ten, but I have a feeling that they're going to try and push it past. And I think Constantine will be the thing to fill that gap, depending on how it's received. Because the guy that plays Constantine, Matt Ryan, fantastically cast. Like, you could not have done a better job. He ain't Keanu Reeves, and thank God for that. Um, <laughs> nothing against you, Neo, but... No. Um, I don't know, man. I really think... DC knows where it's strong, but it's unwilling to admit that. Whereas Marvel knows it's strong in one arena, and it's trying to get more powerful there. Basically, if... If in the unlikely event... The Netflix shows like Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, and what's the other one? The, I don't know. The, I, I don't care for any of those that are coming out other than Daredevil. I think I think the Defenders one, because it's basically the street-level version of the Avengers, has the potential to be really cool, depending. I don't know. I think if those are super successful, DC's got a fucking problem. And it sucks, because Batman's a cool character, Superman's a cool character, Wonder Woman's a cool character. But they need to grab these audiences now. Because you, I mean, kids love love Batman, but I guarantee you, they can name more Marvel characters than they can DC right now. That's what I think, anyway. Like, you ask kids to name, okay, kids, who's in the Justice League? You ask the average 10-year-old. They'll know Batman, Superman... Wonder Woman, probably. Okay, kid, name the Avengers, and they'll be able to rattle them right off. That's not good. In no, it's not day, good for DC. I think that I think that DC needs to make some uh, major decisions. But I, I think next week, when we come back to this, uh, I, with whatever else news comes out and, and, and fun topics we decide to talk about, I think that... There's going to be a fun pitting of, of individual DC versus Marvel films yeah. to uh, more or less crown the what we think will be the number one film uh, in the next five years. My guess is it'll be 
the Avengers Infinity War. That's I my guess. I would doubt that, but... But X-Men Apocalypse also stands to be really freaking good, too. Yes. If they don't fuck it up. Well, being that there's that last film, I think that that universe is pretty much done. Yeah, but they'll figure out something to do for these X-Men characters. Yeah. Recast. Uh, so uh, the the question that I'm going to ask for the listeners is what do you think or, or actually who do you think will win the overall Marvel vs. DC film universe war uh, just leave your comments on the episode post uh, so anything you want to pimp out before we close it down? Um, well uh, hopefully you guys will check out uh, thisweekingeek.net I just did a topic show with James Rolfe, the angry video game nerd, talking about the Aliens franchise. Uh, that's available on thisweekgeek.net. Uh, also, um, you should see my review, or you should have already seen my review for Sunset Overdrive for the Xbox One. And I'm currently playing through Halo, the Master Chief Collection. I got my review code like three weeks early, so that's a lot of fun. Um, I'll have a full review of that, I think, when I can publish on the 11th or something like that. I don't know. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much about it. There'll be prototypes coming out soon. My coworker, my co-host Jamie just got a new job. So we're trying to figure out his schedule and, uh, Ponyville getting those out soon. You should have heard one earlier this week. So good stuff. Awesome. Awesome. So if you'd like to interact with the show, you can do so in the following ways. You can email us feedback at geekcastradio.com. You can visit the episode post on the website. You can get all of us on Twitter. My Twitter handle is at SCP21, and yours is, sir? At Birdman Dodd, and I respond at all hours of the night. I'm pretty close to that, too. I frequent Twitter more than anything else. I don't sleep. I try not to. Sometimes it beats me. (laughs) So, as always, get altered, get geeky with the altered geeks. See you next time. Woo!